Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. After developing a COVID-19 vaccine in record time, Moderna is now working with San Diego scientists to fight HIV. 38 million people live with HIV worldwide and 700,000 died of AIDS-related illnesses last year. There's long been interest in an HIV vaccine, but so far it's been elusive. Jonathan Wozen reports on biotech at the UT. So Jonathan, tell me, why has creating an HIV vaccine been so difficult up to this point? Well, the main reason has to do with the virus itself. HIV is an incredibly complex, cunning, crafty virus and a whole lot of other things you can say. But for one thing, HIV mutates kind of like crazy. Uh, you know, We're talking about, when you think about COVID, we talk about the alpha variant, delta variant, kind of a handful of variants. With HIV in any given person's body, HIV positive person, we're talking about, you know, maybe hundreds of different variants that are constantly spinning off. So uh, this is a virus that mutates very, very quickly. One of the things that Dennis Burton, who's an immunologist at Scripps, uh, told me as part of the story is that we're talking about hundreds of thousands of different strains worldwide. You don't know which one you might be exposed to. And so from a vaccine standpoint, you've got to figure out a way to protect people against all of those different strains uh, that are out there and, and that are constantly uh, being generated by the virus itself. Another issue is that there are parts of the virus that don't mutate that much, but they're actually sort of covered up. So just like the coronavirus, HIV has spike proteins and it uses those spike proteins to grab onto your cells and get inside of them. Uh, but what is tricky there is that the spike proteins on HIV are almost completely coated in a layer of sugar. And so that makes it pretty hard for the immune system to see what's actually going on there. Uh, and so the challenge is to develop an immune response that can actually see the spike and see some part of the spike that doesn't mutate that much. So you can actually get good protection against the virus. So how has COVID research helped this cause? So it, it's been sort of a two-way thing because scientists have been working on an HIV vaccine for about 40 years. Uh, actually, I think the US Health and Human Services Secretary said back in 84 that, that she was hopeful there'd be a vaccine two year, within the next two years. And you know that was uh, decades ago. But in the process, researchers have learned things about the immune response, about antibody responses that ended up being helpful for COVID. Uh, and then what we're starting to see now is the researchers are trying to see if the same vaccine technology that worked during the pandemic, so using what's called RNA, basically a set of genetic instructions that you can deliver to a cell and the cell builds a, a vaccine protein that the immune system responds to. They're looking to see if they can use that approach to come up with an HIV vaccine. You wrote in your story that San Diego scientists have had a long history of decoding HIV. Can you tell me a little more about that history and the role that San Diego has played? Sure. Well, it goes back, you know, at least a few decades, but uh, you know, in particular for, for this story, we know that scientists at Scripps Research uh, in La Jolla have done a whole lot to characterize how different people who are naturally infected respond to this virus. So, you know, for example, Dennis Burton at Scripps, his claim to fame and his labs claim to fame is that uh, they've figured out how to 
quickly do tests on blood samples from HIV patients and try to find people who make the kinds of antibodies that can actually block the majority of viral strains that are out there. And that doesn't happen too often. They're really only about maybe 10 to 20% of patients out there who make what are called broadly neutralizing antibodies. But the fact that it happens tells you that it's possible. And the fact that it's possible means in principle that uh, there, there could be a vaccine out there that can get other people to make these antibodies even before they get infected, which is probably important because the people who make the antibodies naturally have been infected for years. And at that point, HIV has literally integrated its viral genetic material into your DNA uh, to the point where if you aren't taking antivirals throughout your life, you can have the virus sort of pop up and get a fresh cycle of infection. Uh, and also just sort of in general, vaccine protection is uh, the best, is it meant to prevent infections rather than to really treat infections that have already happened. So we've learned a lot about what the immune system already does uh, naturally uh, in, in terms of HIV. And, and now the challenge is figuring out how a vaccine can uh, get these immune responses that happen in rare cases to happen across a, a much broader set of people. And just sort of share a little, little bit about myself. So before I got into journalism, I, my background is that I have a PhD in immunology. And, and I actually spent a little bit of couple summers when I was still an undergrad uh, working just as a summer intern at, at Scripps in some of these labs. So I, I have a little bit of a personal connection in that way to this work. I did not know that. That is so cool. Well, you know, something I've heard a lot of people say as, you know, we've created these uh, COVID vaccines in record time is that it, they will be applied to a lot of other medical problems. I mean, are there, are there other uh, issues that are being solved out there by this I don't know if it's new technology, but by this COVID technology. Yeah, so cancer is one. I was at a conference, I think the other week at UC San Diego, where we had a whole bunch of people at Moore's Cancer Center and folks from the biotech community in San Diego and some of the big pharma companies that you know, like Pfizer and a bunch of small companies folks wouldn't recognize by name. But there's definitely a lot of interest in coming up with cancer vaccines, which might sound like a strange term, but if you think about it, cancer cells have all sorts of genetic mutations, which means as a result that they make certain versions of proteins that don't look like what healthy normal cells would make. So if you can figure out how to quote unquote vaccinate someone against uh, those cancer molecules, what they call antigens or neoantigens, uh, that could sort of rev up the immune response. and to some degree, cancer patients do that already, but they may not quite be able to get a strong enough immune response because tumors have a weird way of sort of weakening and damping, damping down uh, responses, which you know, there's a lot of details researchers are still learning about there. But uh, yeah, one of the possibilities is using RNA technology to come up with uh, cancer vaccines. And uh, you know, certainly HIV is another example you could imagine for a whole host of situations where vaccines are helpful, uh, researchers testing mRNA in the future because it's, it's pretty quick and easy to test. It's pretty quick and easy to take a sequence, turn it into a little string of molecules. That doesn't guarantee the vaccine works, but you can get to the point where you're testing it that much, that much faster. 
So going back to HIV, is there a timeline for this? I read in your story that, you know, in 1984, uh, scientists thought, hey, we might have a vaccine in a couple of years. Obviously, it, it's, uh, it, it didn't happen. We're still working on it. But um, do they know when they might see some progress? Right. So there, so the, the particular trial that Scripps is working on in partnership with Moderna, that's probably going to start in November. And that's just an early stage clinical trial, what they call phase one. So you're basically making sure the vaccine is safe and you're beginning to see if you're getting any kind of promising immune response. Uh, so that they're really at the beginning of this particular vaccine effort. Uh, one of the researchers I talked to estimated that maybe it would take actually you know, five years to see if they can get people to produce these broadly neutralizing antibodies one thing I didn't touch on yet is that this vaccine strategy is a little different than other vaccines where you sort of get one shot or maybe you get a couple different shots, but they're really all the same exact thing. What researchers at Scripps and other places have figured out is that with HIV, you probably need a couple different shots of different proteins mm -hmm. to kind of guide the immune system in a certain direction. Um, and, and that has to do with the fact that the antibodies that seem to work the best have been generated through this process of uh, basically evolution that happens in immune responses where you have an antibody to start out with, but then uh, the cells that make those antibodies mutate their genes. Uh, and then the versions of those antibodies that work best are the ones that uh, sort of stay on and, and last longer and the ones that don't work as well eventually go away. So they're gonna try to guide the immune system down that path, it's gonna take a few years to see if they can actually do that. And then you wanna actually know, okay, does it keep people from getting sick, keep people from getting infected? That could take a little while as well. So we're definitely, from what I understand, talking about you know, still more than five years away. Uh, as it stands right now, you know, last year, about 700,000 people died of age-related illnesses. So this is the virus that you know, we don't think about as being much of a killer in, in the developed world, but still uh, you know, takes a pretty toll, pretty heavy toll in, in much of the developing world, especially in Sub-Saharan Africa. So I think there's still going to be need for an HIV vaccine, regardless of how long it takes to actually get to the finish line. You can find more news online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten. Thanks for listening.